0: Welcome. Hi, everyone. I have to say before I introduce this week's guest, this was one of the hardest podcast episodes I ever recorded just because of the emotionally charged content that we discuss. Anyway, this week's guest, Lisa Espinoza is a writer and a speaker who is passionate about coming alongside others who desire to take steps towards their most fulfilling, abundant life. She is an expert in grief and loss and is able to help others move through places of loss in a way that honours the loved one they have lost as well as their own lives. On December the 15th, 2018... Her youngest son, Chandler, was hit by a car while riding his bike to work. He sustained multiple broken bones, a severed spine and a severely traumatic brain injury. On January 1st, 2019, she lost her 25-year-old son, Chandler. Her pain was so deep, excruciating, disorienting Relentless, it was also an opportunity to do things differently. There is no way around it. Grief is a heavy and often seemingly unbearable weight to carry, a weight that you earned because you loved. She considers herself a trusted voice here to support and equip people to move through the grief process in a way that honours you and your loved one. This is the Strong Single and Human Podcast. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: No, thank you for coming on board. Now, look, um, I've given a brief intro at the beginning, you know, of this podcast like I do with everyone. But look, in your words, tell us a little bit about how you? How you're on the pot? Why are you here? Like, what went on in your life? What?
1: What? What happened? Yeah. So, um uh, in December of 2018, I was shopping at TJ Maxx, and I got love a phone story. call that I didn't recognize. The, the I know I love TJ Maxx. Lots of things happen. Good things happen at TJ Maxx. This day, something not so good happened, but. I was um I saw a number that I didn't recognize and you know as a parent you always go yeah this is probably spam but just in case it's one of my kids I'll I'll get it. I got it and they said is this Chandler Espinosa's mother and I said yes and he said this is the h- local hospital he's been hit by a car and can you can you be here in 30 minutes? And I said yeah is he okay and he just said can you be here in 30 minutes so that's all i know so knowing my son who at two or three years old jumped out of a toy box and broke his collarbone and you know does backflips on a bike a bmx bike and has broken a a, one of his cervical vertebrae uh, body surfing and picked up a rattlesnake because he thought it might be like well, he thought it was a stick, but once he realized it was not a stick, he just held it because why wouldn't you, if it's a, a little exactly. baby rattlesnake ended up in the hospital and thank goodness, the rattlesnake was a baby. So when it bit, it didn't release poison. Oh so God. that's my, that's Chandler. That's Chandler. So I just thought, Oh, this is another thing and he's going to be fine. And so I hung up and I started to push my cart to the, to the, uh, checkout. And then it hit me. Oh, my God, he's been hit by a car. And I just pushed the, the car, got in my car, headed to the hospital. There's a lot of detail, but long story short, um, he had sustained uh, a, a severed frac- a severed spine and um, and severe traumatic brain injury. And so he was in the hospital for 18 days. And on January 1st, 2019, we lost our son Chandler. So a friend of mine had had urged me in the beginning, you need to start a caring bridge, uh, which is like an app and that it um, people kind of keep you up to date on their progress if they're sick in the hospital, whatever. So she said, you need to post a blog in this every day to keep people updated on his yeah. progress. And also just because you're a writer, that's how you process things. And I I just didn't want to, but she just said, I think you need to do it. So I started posting every day. And when I started like hearing from people, your, your honesty is helping me. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that makes me, gives me something, you know, it, it encourages me, even though I'm going through hell over here. Um, Cause you know, every day there was you would, we were hoping for more developments that were positive and they just weren't coming um but i would post honestly how it was over christmas oh. you know so i'm posting honestly about and it's
0: still yeah everything. it's still
1: on your blog isn't it it's so if anyone wants to go and read it yeah. it's uh,
0: www.lisaespinoza.com. um and it's still yeah. on there and i've read it for, for the research for the the um podcast and it's like it's as a mother it's harrowing reading what you were going through, but I could understand why you felt as though you needed to do it to, to just it. And Mm -hmm. in a way it's a stress relief, isn't it? It's a emotional. It's a stress relief.
1: Yes. And it's a, and it's a way to call people around you to say, I can't do this alone. I need all of the hugs, prayers, support all. I need that. And, um, so once Chandler had passed, I found out that he wanted to be a writer. So there's a best-selling author that used to frequent where he worked, a place called Borden and Brew. and uh, and I found out that he had had a conversation with this author saying that he wanted to be a writer. So I thought, okay, Chandler wanted to be a writer. I'm a writer. I am going to write every single day this next year as a way to honor yeah. my son and his desire to be a writer, and as a way for me to process my grief, and as a way to hopefully come alongside other people in their own loss and grief, and and sort of be a trusted voice. Um, one of the, I'll jump forward a little bit to something I was going to mention later, but one of the voices that helped me was Edith Eager. Uh, she's, she wrote The Choice and The Gift. She's a Holocaust survivor, 94. I think lives in Southern California, but I read that book during the time right after I lost Chandler. And I thought that I can trust this woman. Like she's been through it. She's a Holocaust survivor. And she's talking about how you can still thrive and find joy and forgive and be a, a free soul in the world, despite the worst of the worst, and I thought I can trust her voice. So I wanted—I was like, it, "It's a privilege if I can come alongside other people as a trusted voice, because I'm—I'm going through it and I've been through it." Um, I mean, and, and I don't—I'm not comparing at all to oh, the you know, Holocaust a, a, a Holocaust no, survivor. No, 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 but at it's, all. Yeah, at all. But but you know, voices that you can trust as opposed to yeah one time i had a hangnail and it was bad you know so exactly
0: exactly and so. um and we were talking earlier and you were saying like we have an expectation that we will we'll lose a parent we'll lose both parents you know we'll we'll you know and we will lose maybe a partner mm-hmm. or whatever because you know and that's not through death that could be through just falling out with them whatever but it's a you know it's a realization that there you know mm-hmm. these things happen and and that's how things progress but to lose a child is something that you don't actually you think that they're going to grow up they're going to meet you know meet their wife have kids and you know that normal standard story and um and then it doesn't materialise because of something tragic happening like this, and there's yeah. and it happens to people all over the world as well. Every every minute of the day, it's happening to somebody.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. No. But if you yeah. if you're human, you're not you're yeah. not immune to loss. Um. So any significant loss that we experience, it, along with it comes mm. you know, grief and pain and um and you know mourning. Um, whether it's a divorce or the death of a loved one, whether it be a parent or a spouse, uh, a sibling, um, I know they each have their own unique shape and the contours. I lost my mom when I was 18. She died of lung cancer and, um, and that, that was a very, very different shape of loss than losing my son, because you've heard it said a uh, parent should not outlive their child. And, you know, the word should. I don't know that there's a universal law that, you know, it shouldn't happen. But what I can say is there is something excruciatingly unnatural about losing your child. And and talking with other moms who've lost their, their child, no matter how old they are, we all have this common thread and it's, I feel like a part of me has been ripped out and that, that void will never be filled. Um, and that's just, that's the shape of losing a child. It's just one day you, you have one child or two kids or three or four in my case. And then the next people ask you, how many kids do you have? And you're trying to figure out, do I tell them I have Four? Do I tell them I have three? And and I, have, I chose to say I have four. I have four kids. Um, one of them is not on this planet anymore, but he's with us. Um, you know, one minute you're in a family text thread saying, hey, can, let's all go look at Christmas lights tonight. And then 18 days later, you you catch yourself so that you don't include Chandler's name in the text thread I know you, you I know, know even though it doesn't make sense he's not here and it just seems surreal it just it, you can't you can't wrap your mind around it so <clears throat> one of the you know the questions that you know, people ask, you know, how do you deal with the death of a child the same way you deal with any other devastating loss is you first just brush your teeth. You you get out of bed and you brush your teeth. And then maybe if you brush your teeth, you'll make your way to your closet and put on some clothes. And then maybe if you put on clothes, you'll go downstairs to the kitchen and maybe get a bite to eat. And maybe if you get a bite to eat, you'll sit down on the couch and Maybe phone a friend, but it's that just first brush your teeth, just just get up, brush your teeth, and um, yeah, just get out of bed. I love the book, yeah. Um, trying, yeah. So, but my book is that's the total of all of those. Like, I wrote every single day after uh, the first year that we lost Chandler. I um, I wrote every single day. Sometimes it was like, you know, 1130 at night before, for whatever reason, I would be able to sit down and write, but I was determined. And I, I've said, I don't do anything every day except go to the bathroom and usually brush my teeth. Like, so to write every single day was like, um, it was a commitment, but it it was a labor of love. And sometimes it was excruciating and toward the end of the year, I just thought, I want this to be in the form that uh, could be sort of a legacy to Chandler and something that people can give someone else who has lost someone that they they have this thing in their hands that they can look and go, okay, I'm going to skip to month six and see if she, how she was doing and and maybe maybe I mean, not to compare grief to grief or, and we're all different, but maybe if, if she was like living in six months, maybe I can do that, too, because that's that's what helped me when I would um, hear people talk um, who had lost a child or read something. I didn't want to know theories or you know, necessarily in retrospect. I wanted what is it in real time? And that's why, like my book is called First Brush Your Teeth, Grief and Hope in Real Time. Because it's not, you know, oh, this is kind of how I felt back then. This is what it is on this day. Yeah. At the moment. This is how I'm processing At this the moment. today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and like you've got three other kids as well, right? So Mm-hmm. Um they were I mean your children all, all I mean Charlie was what 25 when he passed he was 25 So how old mm-hmm. were your other yeah. children
1: at this was he the oldest youngest Oh he was the youngest son Right So I have an older two older sons and then a younger daughter <clears throat> and so they you know I didn't have to try to figure out how to explain something that's a harder thing for younger children Um so between five and seven kids start to understand that death is is irreversible like the the person that went away not coming back is not going to come no. back and they don't all understand all the ins and outs of it they just know they're not going to come back um, but i would I would um, refer listeners to childbereavementuk.org for a really nice uh, sort of breakdown of, of, of age so, um, spans and what they can understand at so what So you age. didn't
0: really have to explain to your other children really because they were like at an age where they would understand all about right. what was going on with child Well, as well, much I as any of us can, like, who, can who can actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> who can actually understand it all? So with your yeah. so then you so you made was there a turning point where you made this decision that you were gonna write every single day, like what what what?
1: yeah, it was when after he passed, I was like, well, there's there's no need to stay on Caring Bridge anymore because you no. Know, that's the, what the point of that is, you know, past. But just knowing that Chandler wanted to be a writer and knowing that I wanted to help people and knowing that I needed to process, I just made that decision said, I'm going to do this every single day. And every time I would be just exhausted and like, I would ask myself, if I weren't going to write tonight, would I be able to go to bed and not be consumed with the the reality that I am a grieving mother. Like I wonder at the end of that year, it was the weirdest thing to not write. Like, I think I wrote the the first, second, third, fourth of January of that next year. So I, had, I actually wrote more than just the year, but the first night that I didn't write, it just felt weird Mm. like I'm disconnecting myself from this thing that I've come to it's been a part of me but I have to say it it was it was freeing because I felt like I I did what I wanted to do I did what I wanted to do and 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 by that point I was on the road to to potentially publishing the collection of writings
0: and did you feel when you when you said right okay the years up um did you feel it was a way that you were going okay i'm and it's it's not the right word because you you never get over it but i'm on the way to healing um and and dealing with the situation in a more wow in a positive way as such i don't know i don't know how to fr- i don't i'm yeah. really i'm stuck for words God, it's Sunday here, but I'm stuck for words. But like, <laughs> um, it, yeah, on how you then start to heal. So you, you've been trying, been getting all of your emotions out over the year and, he, and, and in a way healing gradually over that year. And then by getting to the end of it, was it like, right, almost like taking a step forward into your future now?
1: it's hard to it's hard to say because like anybody who has lost anybody that they really love and and you say well does it ever get easier i mean the word easier i don't know that that's the correct word it's just different it's just different no. um and so different yeah i know looking at what i wrote looking back when i had to edit for because uh, I really didn't change anything oh God, yeah. substantial. I, it just may have been a typo here and there when I would blog, and but read. I had to read back through it like multiple times for the the publisher. And reading yeah. through it, it was like excruciating, really, to to read back through it again. Yeah, and it made me realize, okay, I miss my son like crazy, and I'd do anything to have him back. Yeah, but I don't feel sick at my stomach now I don't wake up and go to bed every day obsessed with this this reality that I am now a mom who's lost her child I mean I always will be a mom who lost her child but it's not always at the forefront of my mind Um, and so I would say I don't the, the word healing I, I use that word, and I get it, but I'm not uh, sure it does heal, I mean, right?
0: It's, and I think you're yeah, right, and that's yeah. why it was so hard for me <clears throat> to try and find the right word, right?
1: Because it is hard. It's hard, even when you're living it. It's hard because you, there's this there's a Chandler shaped hole in me, and I don't want I don't really want that Chandler shaped hole to ever be filled with anything else. It's just exactly because in um, in healing, it's like you've had a cut
0: on your hand and it yes heals over with new skin right and that's exactly right and i think and yeah that's why i was finding it so difficult because it's not healing it's just about moving forward yeah. but with the reality that your life is your life now you are a you know mom and your husband is a father who's lost a child as yeah. such so it's you know, dealing with that as the new reality, right? It's yes. that just dealing with that as the new reality and not trying to remove that.
1: So that when you say that that step, that l- dealing with the new reality and moving forward, that's actually the fourth of um four tasks of mourning, tasks of oh, grief right. that William, the psychologist William Warden <clears throat> came up with. That like the first the first task is to accept the reality of the loss, and I think uh, you can't accept it all at once. You can't. the The pores of your body, the the neural pathways of your brain, cannot absorb all of that reality at once. You would just I don't think you could continue. You would just collapse, and so you just absorb it a little at a time. And that's not denial. That's just. I, I, I think he's going to walk through the door. No, he's not. no way. He's he's not yeah, going yeah. to walk through the door. So you're just trying as you can to just absorb Indeed, it. Yeah. So accepting that reality <clears throat> and then processing the pain of the grief, processing the pain. It's not just mental, emotional. It's, it's physical. It's physical. Yeah. Like I remember the first few weeks after Tanner passed and see, I, even now, I prefer the word past to "died." I hate the word, but it's what happened. He died. I know, um, but past just, those, just makes it
0: sound like he's still alive, but somewhere else, which potentially, yes. right? I have to say, and, we don't know, and that's you know. We're not there. Yes, and I, I'm wherever that I'm is. I'm not there. And
1: I'm as a person, <laughs> as a person of faith, I have hope that I'm going to see Chandler again. If I didn't, I don't know what I would do. Um, so. Um, so then that, that the first few weeks after we lost Chandler, after we lost chandler um cuz he's gone on I a journey somewhere sighing, else <laughs> like he's gone on a journey somewhere else um but i would just sigh like my i oh. would just uh, a lot and i looked it up and and that's a, that's a thing your body is doing the hard hard work of grief wow. not just your mind everything is working hard in this process of feeling the pain processing the pain so it's and you just find ways to do that to um to breathe deeply to go to therapy to talk with friends talk about the the loss talk about your loved yeah. one like just you know tell stories about them so finding ways to process the pain of grief and for me writing was one of those ways yeah. you mentioned that you paint yeah. so painting could be one of those ways that you would process grief um, and then um, ad- adjusting to the a world where your loved one is not there. So that is f- taking on new responsibilities. So say, say your loved one, your spouse has passed or, or it's a divorce and you, you're like now, okay, now I'm mom and dad both. And so I have new responsibilities. So you're, you're absorbing that, okay, this is, this is my new, what the world looks like now without this person in it for me. Um, Or it could be um, your belief system. So say there's whatever happened to your loved one, it makes you question like the beliefs that you've always had in, in whatever that shape those take. Now you're, you're reassessing those. Um, it could be your identity. So, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not, so and so's wife or husband anymore. I'm, I, you know, I'm,
0: I'm a widow or yes, widower, yes. and um, yeah. So you have a new yeah. name,
1: yeah, a new new identity. So, and then the so the last task. And these are not linear. You don't do this one, no. then this one, then oh. this one. It's messy. They overlap. You, they, you may get, in, you know, feel like you're well on your way to this task, and then you're you have the other one superimposed on top of it. It's just, it's it's messy. But the last one is to figure out how to be in this world without the loved one, still honor them and stay connected to them in the ways that are meaningful to you and also live your own meaningful life of purpose. And for me, knowing that something that I wrote can help somebody else and lets them know about my, my awesome son, it just, um, it, that's one of the ways that I'm moving forward in the world in a way that keeps me connected to my son. I have a ring that says WWHC. A friend of mine got it for me after she read my blog called uh, "What Would Honor Chandler," and I talk about, you know, I'm not. I'm my son was proud that I could do pushups, so I'm going to keep doing pushups. My son was (laughs) proud that I liked to hike, so so I'm going to keep hiking. Like I love to dance. Chandler loved to dance. I'm going to keep dancing. So that I had goals, you know, I've always had goals and, and, you know, I know Chandler was proud of me and I, I'm, I want to honor my son by continuing to live a life that I know he would be happy and proud of. So my rings is WWHC. And when I look at that, I remember, okay, so it would not honor Chandler for me to give up on my life to never smile or laugh again to think that it honors him for me to just just stay stuck in paralyzing grief and and grief can be paralyzing for sure
0: oh, and and well and like you said we first get up and brush your teeth right yeah. like yep i'm you know me personally i would be in bed
1: Yeah. And there were, there were days where I slept or not slept, but, you know, stayed in bed for a while. Um, And then you'd go, got to get up and brush my teeth. Got to get up, brush my teeth. And, and I've got, there are people in the world that want me to show up for them. I want to show up for me. And, and I just, I I don't want to stay paralyzed. And now that's not to say if what, if what you feel like you need to do that day is stay in bed and and listen to sad songs and cry for that day. Do that thing. I that for me that never happened. But if that's what you will help you that day, do that. Now, if every day becomes a day where you stay in bed and you listen to sad songs and cry, then just you know, ask yourself: Would my loved one want this for me? Yeah. Would this honor them? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the H C.
0: The W W H C. Is. Honor what Chandler, would, yeah. What
1: would honor Chandler? What would Honor oh, Chandler? Oh, what
0: would okay? W W
1: H C what would honor Chandler? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay, that's cool. So yeah.
0: it's that little reminder with you mm-hmm. of like, no, fair enough. Look, I was thinking when you were saying about dealing with and processing everything, um, and talking, talking about it to people. Um was there anything that you would have wished people would have done that they didn't do or you would have got, you know, or maybe there was something that somebody did that you go, oh, yeah, that just was, like, amazing? um, the, um the- Because I do wonder if there's people here who are listening to this who maybe haven't gone through it so therefore are a little bit stuck but know somebody who's yeah. going through it who may go, I don't know what to do. I feel so helpless. I just don't know how to make things better because I'm not going to make things better, but how do I support and help that person?
1: Well, I've often said that every time somebody would drop off a bottle of kombucha or I love kombucha (laughs) or or bring like a Starbucks or, uh, you know, drop by a meal, or just text me and say i'm thinking about you sending you big hugs every time that happened for me in in my in my own experience that was like the the hands and feet of of god to me that was that was god saying i see you and and it was it was i'm so blessed because i can't think of anything that we needed that wasn't done, and and it's simple, simple things like a meal or a text or just you know, I had friends that paid for someone to come and clean my house and and wash my windows, which I had never done anyway. So I'm like, okay, bo- bonus, <laughs> silver lining. So that was that. good. <laughs> um, so and and then you know, so amazing, someone. uh, paid for me to do hot yoga for six months uh, and just things that just uh, uh, there's nothing there's nothing that we needed that wasn't done and as far as people like things that, to say to someone who has lost one of the best things was one of my dearest friends came and sat on the couch within it was probably a week or two after we lost Chandler and she said I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what words to use. And I'm like, you know what? That's about the best thing you can say, because it's we're we're all figuring this out a day at a time so that I I would prefer that to the people who would, you know, just really try hard to say the most profound thing. And you're like, yeah, I it feels like you're just trying to say something really deep and profound and i just would just soon you say i'm sorry this is a crappy day for you um one of the i have to say one of the stupidest things don't google yes exactly (laughs) exactly one of the be yourself and and people for the most part i don't i can't remember anything that I you know because you give people grace you know that they're just trying to do the best they can do and say you know the best thing they can think to say to you but one person in particular said to me yeah I know someone who lost their only child and I was like god why would you take their child when they just have one and these people have three or four and I wanted to go you are possibly the most insensitive oh dumb person that I have ever encountered. Wow. Like, oh, you know what? Really? We we've got three more yeah. left. What are you so moaning about? what's one, you know. What are you moaning yeah, about? What's one? You know, there's a whole whole group of them left. So. Yeah. So there you
0: go. Just get on with the ones you've got and don't worry about Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, well. Mm-hmm. you do know what comes out of the woodwork I suppose when traumatic things happen <laughs> but Jesus Christ like hello yes and and I, well I <laughs> yeah. do wonder if sometimes people just talk absolute rubbish when they're so nervous that they don't know what to say that they just come out with yeah like, rubbish so yeah. I'm gonna take that like I'm gonna say maybe they were just so didn't know what to say that they just came out with rubbish but yeah no, no yeah no that's That's fair enough. So, um, were you working at the time? Were you? Did you have a job and stuff that you were working at?
1: Yes, yes. I I was working full time, and then I was stepping down from my job to become. I had trained and got my certification to be a speech language pathology assistant, and so I had started to work in that field, and then this happened. And I just, I, I couldn't, um, I loved the kids. I loved the kids and I loved meeting the, the parents, but it was like one time I was about to go do therapy with a, a little one. And I got a phone call from my husband that he was picking up Chandler's ashes. Another time I was about to do therapy and I got a phone call from, uh, was it, oh, it was the, the, uh, living donor or the, the one legacy donor people asking me a question and I just I was like I this is really hard right now so then I went back to the previous job well the, oh okay so like did you when did you go back to work
0: after everything did you take a full year off did you um
1: no it was probably four weeks four weeks four, four weeks something like that yeah wow. four or five weeks and did you yeah. feel like so then, you had then to I, go back?
0: Did you were like, I can't stay in this house any no. longer. I've got to just distract myself from what I'm going through or.
1: No, quite honestly, my place of work, I've been there 13 years now and I, I was able to go back there. Uh, and and it just was it's where I needed to be. They're wonderful, loving people. They walked me through it and just they're just that they've been wonderful so and that's what i need and the people at my the speech and language place where i had started to work they were wonderful wonderful too but i just i didn't have it in me to to process all that i was processing and be on every half hour be on to do therapy which now i am actually planning to go back and get my master's in counseling and become a, a mental health counselor yeah
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So So what was that, what was that first day
0: like when you went back?
1: Oh, just hugs, hugs. And, and I I work as an admissions director at a private school. And one of the classes at Christmas that, that next Christmas came in and I hear these little voices outside my door and I opened the door and they sang to me. And I just, and they had all made me, they had all made me cards. Uh They just, I was surrounded by support and love. And love, and yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, oh, that's awesome. I
0: just, I wonder if some people out there wouldn't maybe get such a great approach as what you've got.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I would imagine because people yeah. don't know how to deal with, they don't know, you know, I actually do want to talk about my loved one. So, you know, people go, well, I didn't know if I should mention it oh, because, yeah. you know, and you're like, yeah, you're not reminding me of something I forgot. Yeah. So don't worry that you're going to well, go, oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't forget. I, I lost my son. So we can talk about him, you know, all day long. I, I love to talk about him. It doesn't make me sad. I, I remember that, you know, he died but i i want to talk about him no which is great because like like you he said he's
0: one of your four children right so you like talking mm-hmm. about the other children as well and mm-hmm. um why wouldn't you like talking about yeah. chandler as well no that's yeah. that's fair enough um how did you deal with and cope with and i know i've mentioned your your other three children how did you deal with and cope with your other three children as such because obviously um chanda had left right then mm-hmm. um but you've still got the other three children to give attention to and and we, we did was that difficult
1: was that i mean i don't know Did were there challenges no, there oh my goodness my my kids are amazing just amazing human beings my oldest was married. And I was grateful because he had Karen, he had his wife to, to lean into and and lean on. My middle son, Chance was still at home. And at that time now he's married and I love his wife too. Um, and, and, and by the way, I'm a grandma. I have a 15 a month old grandbaby who is named Nora Chandler oh, and shite. she's, she's wonderful. But Yeah. So, but, so at the time, you know, we talked about, we talked about everything. It wasn't hush, hush. It wasn't, you know, I mean, I'm sure we didn't do it perfectly. I'm sure I didn't do it perfectly. There are things I could have done different and better or whatever, but you know, you're figuring out as you go. But we, I feel like we were there for each other. I don't feel like I had to pick up some kind of slack for my kids. I feel like they were just as, we were just kind of all linking arms Which reminds me of a picture that uh, from the hospital, Uh, I didn't see this because I was in in the, I had let my, I was already in the room with Chandler when they finally let us go in and see him after his emergency surgery. But someone told me they saw my kids when they came out and said, okay, you guys can go back now and, and join your mom with Chandler. They said that they saw Chase, Chance and Charlie join hands and go through the double doors to the ICU together and walk down that hall. And that is as a parent, it doesn't get better than that and they've continued to be there for each other. They continue to just I am they, they amaze me. I couldn't be more grateful for my kids. And that's, you know, that's what family is, isn't it? To all get together. Yeah. 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 It would just, I mean, I, I, that picture to me, you know, we're we're going to go into our brother's room together. At, it was a, it was a hard Christmas. Yeah. It was a hard oh Christmas. Oh, my God.
0: And, you know, yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. So, look, um how how do you how do you laugh again? How do you get uh, wow, well, yeah. how do you laugh again, I suppose? How do you
1: keep moving forward? Well, I think gratitude is key. Gratitude makes space in the hard places of grief. And if you can say, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful that, you know, there's always something to be thankful for. I'm thankful that I can get up on my two feet and walk. I'm thankful that I can make myself a spinach smoothie. I'm thankful that I can. A spinach smoothie? That was a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> that was a big deal. The, it, I usually made a spinach smoothie and it sounded gross, but it's really not because you it's green. Yeah. It looks like baby poop. Yeah, but I know. It's like b- frozen blueberries, spinach, um, cacao powder, um, like almond milk. So it tastes like chocolate, oh, but you've okay. got all these great things yeah, in it. Yeah. So I would have one every morning. Well, after this, you know, losing Chandler, I didn't even have it in me to go through the steps to make a smoothie. It was just too many, too many steps. That's one of my blog posts was just too many steps. I just, it was exhausting to think of it. And I think after three weeks, I actually wrote about, I just made my first spinach. Oh smoothie my God. This morning. And it oh, was a big deal. Well, good luck to you. With now, the at the spinach time. <laughs> oh, it's so, good. and it does look like the baby poop yeah. or duck poop or something like that, but it's really good. Um, so you just gratitude gratitude makes space in the hard places of grief it makes space for joy it makes space for <laughs> for laughing it makes space to breathe it makes space to breathe um so if you can just make did you write what you were grateful for like what how did you i just kind of i i yeah like i uh, in my um in my blog sometimes i would say what i was grateful for but i i just i think that sort of became my um operating system and i and i just still at the end of the day if i don't journal it or if i don't put it in my calendar i have a calendar that i kind of write down things that i did during the day if i don't write it there i just i just go to bed with this sense of oh man I'm so thankful that my fan works. I'm so thankful that, uh, you know, that I, that I had these two candles that I love the smell of when I do yoga. I love the smell. I love that even though my dogs are a royal pain in the butt, I love <laughs> that I get to snuggle with them while I'm watching TV. Um, I yeah. just, there's... I think mine was coffee so this much- morning. <laughs> yes like I
0: write yes. I write gratitude I write three things I'm grateful for every morning well almost every oh, morning. That's great it's been a bit like over Christmas and stuff I've been away so it's been a bit sporadic but yeah and I do it like I try and do it I don't chastise myself if I don't do it every day but this morning was definitely coffee so this morning was like coffee yeah We're just you know and I can't think what else actually
1: um Obviously, snuggles with my son in the morning. Well, if I but, were you, yeah. I would be oh hundred percent, hundred percent with that. Yeah. Um, I'm. That's a given. I like that, there's nothing like that. That's the best of the best. Uh, if I were you, I'm looking at your sh- listeners can't see this, but I. If I were you, I'd be so grateful for those neatly organized shelves oh, behind you in your office. It's a fakie though. <laughs>
0: it's a fakey i oh, wish it's a I wish. so, it's it's so good right that's okay because it looks really awkward no it's it's a fake background <laughs> if you could see what was i've got a oh massive my great goodness. Big, I, I would not have known oh my god i've got a 52 inch massive Pile great of things. Big, no 52 inch massive great big teddy behind me sitting on a chair like it's massive oh. i could show you um i'm not sure he's gonna come up on the screen but um, sorry everyone who's listening to this because this isn't. Like,
1: oh, I see it now. See oh, and it looks like you have no arm now. Yeah. Because of the weird screen. Yeah. The, oh, it's a huge teddy bear. It's huge.
0: He's huge. He's massive. But um, is he fifty two inches? No, fifty three inches. There we go. What's an inch between so, friends? Got, there we go. You can sort exactly. of see his head exactly.
1: Well, so, yeah. you know.
0: So yeah. So, yeah. so mine's a fakie background because um. Oh my yeah. goodness. But, People don't get to see the fakie background yeah. anyway because it's all audio yeah but it's all good it's all good yeah. so um so wow uh just wow it's been emotional oh, it's, roller coaster for me listening to you talk about all of this um oh. but look it's like it's it's okay it's my hormones i'm menopausal at the moment it will be fine well you um,
1: know i had a hot flash right as we started oh so. my
0: god Oh, don't don't even yeah. go. And like, I look as I'm having a hot flush at the moment, but I was on the beach yesterday all day, so I'm looking pretty red and like needing to well, put look back the like like God, love you. So look, um not like yeah, well, I, you're just amazing, and I've read your blog, um, and I would I would say to people, go and read the blog, go and get the book, right, because. Um, it's just interesting, although I, and God forbid, I'd never want to go through what you went through. But, um, yeah, it's just, it gives you an understanding of where what people are going through, basically, so that you can empathise yeah. and support yeah. and help. And, you know, support and help that person, um, which is really what people need is the support help love of people around them and stuff um to and hope get them and hope and hope yeah and hope and I think yeah that's key as well yes because um it's the hope that you know um you get you have a it's a different life now that you've got to deal with Mm -hmm. I think my friend actually she lost her husband um well, very similar time to you losing Chanda actually. It was December and I think it was I think it was 2018. So um a oh, yeah. few weeks before Christmas he had a heart attack and just died in a taxi that they were both riding in oh. after celebrating his birthday, right? So that was good. Oh. Um so and she, and she said exactly what you said, right? Um it's just life is life is now different. It's now that she yeah. is a widow now, and it's like, you know, so she has to deal with the difference in her life. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's oh, it's one hell of a journey. I wish you hadn't been on, but um, well, you are and you're helping people, so thank you for that. Um okay. look, if anyone wanted to um reach out to you, um, read your blog, uh, like I've said, it's www. Lisa um espinoza i did say did I say mm-hmm. that right dot com yep. um but you're also on facebook you're also on instagram as well um so people mm-hmm. look at like what you're doing now i suppose and how your life yeah. is now um yeah. and how you're growing and your family is growing with your new grand grandchild grand which, yeah which mm-hmm. is awesome um and are you, is your book You've just got the one book, haven't you?
1: I have one that I wrote years ago uh, when Chandler was little, and it's called Days of Wine and Noses, Pep Talks for Tuckered Out Moms. Oh, so, that might be good. So the, there's stories and there are little bite-sized chapters for moms who are just trying to go to the bathroom on their own and oh. little fingers are under the door and they're like, Mama. I give up, so I don't even
0: close the door now. I just go, oh. Exactly. Because he's he stood yeah. there with his iPad going, Mom, can I have uh-huh. this game? so yes
1: yep yep our mom one time they shoved their homework under the mom would you look at the i'm like can you just give me five minutes a minute just let me go and then i'll check your homework um so that was my first book days of wine and noses and then this one is first brush your teeth grief and hope in real time both on amazon or you know they've been wherever Wherever. yeah but you know just type in the titles i
0: suppose and they'll come up and They'll find it, won't they? Yeah. Or your name.
1: Yeah, and and I'm um I I love to hear from people on their own journeys, um, just any way that I can yeah. let people know they're not they're not alone in their grief and their loss, and we're we're kind of we're we're co-travelers on that journey. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. So do
0: they just go onto your website? and yeah yeah, you can you you can email
1: me right from my website yeah cool
0: cool. so look let's lighten lighten the podcast a little bit um (laughs) yeah maybe i don't know we'll see what you suggest what book would you recommend to my listeners and why okay well i mentioned um,
1: one one is called well first brush your teeth grief and hope oh i know I know, I know but we no, can't promote um, your book we so, promote it no, enough so no so healing after loss by martha hickman was so it it was it was a daily reader and it you knew that she was familiar with grief and loss and it was just it was it wasn't trite the thing, the books that I did not like were the little, you know, well, let's tie it all up in a bow and everything is good. No, and because and I, I wanted let's it, ain't. Face it, I it wanted ain't know, is
2: horrible.
1: Yeah. And quite honestly, I mean, the ones where they would say cuss words here and there, I liked those because, you know, I started cussing like a sailor after I lost Chandler, I think. Yeah. Um, so That's understandable. <laughs> um, yeah so healing after loss by martha hickman the choice by edith egger those were two of my mainstays and then you know i i honestly i watched a lot of mindless funny tv i loved Schitt's creek um that i mean just any things that were mindless that i could sit down and just kind of try to turn things off that you know that's that, and Try to think, there was another book, "It Permission to Grieve, but the, I looked that up right before this and it wasn't that exact title, but it was something like Permission to Grieve. I I wanted to read stories again where it was not, I wanted to hear the real stuff. Don't want to hear your little pat answers and your, well... Everything happens for a reason. One of my favorite authors and speakers is Kate Bowler, and she has a, a book called Everything Happens for a Reason, and the for a reason is marked out um, because she's like, no, I was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer in my 30s, and I don't want to hear you tell me everything happens for a reason. OK, well, let me What what is that reason? Help, help me figure out that reason. Yeah. No, so, yeah, um, you just want when you lose a loved one, things get real, yeah. and you just don't have time for the. Everything mm, happens for a reason. Superficial. Rubbish. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair enough. So, if you're listening to this, don't say everything happens for a reason if you're dealing with somebody who's going through this yeah. process because <laughs> it really pisses <laughs> them off. But yes, it kind of no. does. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and if you have a chance to do goat yoga goat yoga um, is that yoga with goat, a goat yes oh my god yes. is it it's it's the most joyful. it was i did it the first mother's day without chandler wow. me and my daughter went and did it and it is the funniest most joyful thing these little tiny and i was like okay they're gonna give us it, it was free and it was a community thing and i'm like okay if it's free we're probably going to get the defective goats. They're probably going to be the ones that like faint when they get scared, or the yeah. ones that you know, whatever. Or whatever. No. Yes. They're they're little teeny goats, and you're doing down dog and all the different yoga poses, and they're jumping on your back. They are like pooping on your mat. They're they're just doing what little baby goats do, and it's the the funniest thing oh, you've ever wow. seen. Like, there the a lady in the front row one of the goats was eating her hair um one of the ladies i think the goat was trying to have an intimate relationship with her and you know she didn't want that but like, they do all manner of crazy wow. shenanigans goat yoga it, it is goat yoga i don't even know
0: if we have it over here i'll have to have a look
1: you know, maybe there's room for a goat yoga franchise there. I think there needs to be. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Defo. Um, I will
0: just, if people need to, I will have a look and see if there are any goat yoga places Um, and I'll put the uh, link in the actual podcast and maybe I'll speak yeah. to the goat yoga place and see what we can do. But yes, yeah. Wow. You, you just,
1: you find what, find what feeds your soul. Find what feeds your soul. That is You have to, every day, it's my mantra always, but especially during grief, today, I will do something that feeds my soul. And that could be having a lavender latte. It could be doing yoga. It could be just doing regular yoga. It could be going to see my grandbaby. It could be snuggling with my dogs. But every day, do something that feeds your soul. And especially if you're going through grief, it is not a luxury it's not narcissistic. It's not selfish. You're the one responsible for taking care of yourself. And, and when you take care of yourself, you can show up better for yourself, for the ones who love you, for, you know, everybody in the world that cares for you, you're going to show up better for them when you make yourself a priority. Yeah. And, and, and,
0: and and like, and you don't have to be going through grief to actually do that. Right. At the end of the day, absolutely. like I have a, free house now because my son has gone off to the skate park with his oh. mates which is like yay so i'm actually yeah. sitting there going maybe i'll just have another coffee sit in the garden in the sun yes. and enjoy the quiet <laughs> because because yes. there's no neighbor's kids there's no my kid it's just like you know and they're the neighbor's kids are awesome my kid is awesome but you know it's just silence so yeah oh. and that's just that little thing for five minutes drink a coffee happy days all good. huh Chill out with the yep. world. And Absolutely. I I live in Australia, which is awesome. Blue skies today. Uh-huh. Not too hot. We had a massive hot day yesterday, but it's cooled down enough. Nice
1: breeze. So what's massive hot to you?
0: Oh. <laughs> um, well, massive hot was um thirty degrees, but like we can go up into the forties. But yeah, no, us here is thirty degrees.
1: Wait, you're talking Celsius, right? Oh, uh
0: yeah. I don't know what that is in fahrenheit 100 okay, odd? Me i don't know i'm not sure i can do a quick 100
1: yeah that is
0: that is what is it 30, 30 celsius to fahrenheit here we go god love google oh no it's okay 30 is only about 86 88 degrees uh at fahrenheit so but yeah but we go we've we've got so we have been known to go forty two, which is a hundred and seven, so okay, yeah, yeah, That's
1: so it was bad. it was I,
0: I lo- it wasn't a too bad a day yesterday. We had a whole beach day all yeah. day, and it didn't feel like thirty, so
1: yeah. So you went beach day with with your son? Yeah,
0: we're like two Ks from the beach. So it's like, you know.
1: Nice.
0: Down there, took the paddle board, you know, like it was like a mill pond in the morning. It was like a raging surf beach in the afternoon. But it was, yeah, like a mill pond in the morning. So that was good. And then we took the boogie board out at lunchtime uh, because the waves had got up. So we were like, you know, jumping the waves. And yeah, so it's like, it's
1: just so nice. Yeah, that's nice. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. Nothing better than just you know. Yeah, exactly. Getting getting out. That's with where kid. the memories are made. So yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Definitely. Yep. You will. You will never regret time spent with with your kids. Oh, you know, exactly, it, yeah. exactly. And
0: you know, and I know COVID has been a pain for a lot of people. Um yeah. But I'm so thankful for covid and allowing us like i'm in melbourne which was one of the most locked down cities in the world but i was so grateful to um be able to work from home i had my son here homeschooling which at times wasn't yep. i wasn't grateful for but um yeah. Yeah, yeah oh my god it's like how many times do you have to like put the equations and like sums of like yeah. there's five apples and you take two away and how many have you got and he goes five <laughs> and you go no okay let's like write this yeah yeah don't it's like yeah a, I, let's
1: try it again ah.
0: yeah so yeah yeah all those skits that were online about teaching children at home were like very yes. true right so yes. yeah it was amazing but yeah so look thank you so much for coming and chatting with us oh, um thank you so today. much no, this was lovely no thank you yep.
1: It's, it's, if I were there, I think that we would probably get in trouble together. Oh, oh
0: most definitely. If that's what you're going to say, then most definitely. Anyone who <laughs> oh. says that to me, I go, "Oh yeah, no, too right." <laughs>
1: um, yes,
0: no, and look. Um, oh, it's been a heavy subject this morning, but thank you for actually writing your books, writing the blog, and and coming and coming on podcasts like this and talking to me um, and helping people out like there. Like, thank you. I yeah. can't, you know, that's, you're just that's awesome. My pri-
1: that's a privilege. Yeah. it's a privilege.
0: Yeah. It's a privilege. No, thanks. So look, um, I'm going to go drink my
1: coffee in the garden. You do it. Thank you. That, that sounds good to me. You have a... I'll be over. I'll be over in it's 17 hours oh 17 is it just 17
0: Oh, that's all right happy days it might not be it's melbourne right so it's four seasons in a day so i can't guarantee that it's going to be sunny and like coffee drinking in the garden weather but um yeah yeah you know it'll be a surprise whatever it is yeah exactly <laughs> cool brilliant look thank you and um i'll yeah. speak to you later have a wonderful time in the garden thanks for listening If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.
2: Thank you.